Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is becoming perfect and feeling great. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Let me ask you a question. Is it possible to be perfect? Is it possible to be perfect? Most people will say, well, no, no one is perfect. But I say it is possible to be perfect. In fact, Christ said, Be ye perfect, even as your heavenly Father is perfect. And so if that's what Christ told us to do, then it must be possible. It must be possible. And I say it is possible. I have another question for you. Christ said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And the second is like unto it, love your neighbor as yourself. So my question is, is it possible to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind? Is that possible? That's what we are commanded. And the answer is, yes, it is possible. So, you can judge your state of being, your progress, spiritual progress, which very few people do. See, most people are becoming perfectly rotten. Now take a look. See, if you don't think it's possible to become perfect, then take a look at how people during their lifetime become perfectly rotten. That's right. They're in the process of becoming more selfish, more greedy, more sensual, more lustful, more avaricious, more hateful, more resentful, more spiteful, more sneaky, more phony, more false. That's right. You watch people from the time they're sweet, little children, and close to God, and innocent, and watch what happens to them over the years as they become more cunning, more vile, more secretive. They have a secret life underneath, phony and rotten, and vicious and hateful, and secretly judgmental on the surface, pretending to be nice and oh-so-helpful and oh-so-you-know-nice. I don't know how to explain it. But underneath, secretly judgmental, secretly judging everyone, secretly hating, hating, hating her husband, hating her, her boyfriend, and him hating his wife, resenting his wife, and secretly judgmental, judging what other people do. Look at her. Look at the way she's dressed. Look at her shoes. Look at her hair. Look at the wrinkles on her face. Look at her kids. Look at their, look at her husband. Secretly phony and judgmental. So people are becoming perfectly vile and rotten. See, they're in the process of perfecting, but they're becoming perfectly, like I said, rotten. And so why not go the other way? Wouldn't it be wonderful if life was a process of becoming perfected the other way? Becoming more forgiving more loving, more truthful, more innocent. Well, it is possible. And the goal is to become perfect. 
even as your heavenly Father is perfect. So how is this possible? Well, you have to get started. You have to reverse the way you're going now and go the other way. You've heard of repentance, I'm sure. They say it's a change of mind. Well, that's how it starts. Paradise starts in the mind and it's lost in the mind. So you start. You have to get started. And how does it start? Well, it starts when one day you wake up and you take a look at yourself and you see that you are resentful. Maybe that's the only thing you see. You see that you are resentful. And now you see that there's something wrong with that resentment. Before you thought it was perfectly justified and wonderful. Now you see there's something wrong with it. And so a time of questioning begins. A time of searching. A time of soul searching. It's the most beautiful, beautiful moment in your life when you begin soul searching. And when your search is sincere, God answers and sends light. And your journey toward perfection begins. Your journey toward God begins. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. All that would do is cramp my style, and besides, I want to set you free, not tie you down with more church, more doctrines, more obligations, more labels. People say, I'm a this or I'm a that, or I'm a that or I'm a this. All it does is divide you up from the commonality, the brotherhood and sisterhood of humankind. That's all it does. I don't need any labels. I'm just a person. And I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. The most wonderful time of your life begins when one day you look at yourself and you see that you're resentful. It may take another person and in there in the light of their reaction to you you see your own rottenness your own judgmentalness and yes i want to include judgmental because some people are so phony they are so phony that uh, they say well i don't resent anyone but they secretly judge everyone and they're so full of judgment and self-righteousness that uh, they don't even have to resent. They just wallow it, revel in, there's the word, revel in judgment of others, and they feel superior to others. They feel contempt for others. A superiority and a contempt, and so they don't even stoop to resent. They simply judge. Yes, there are many people like that, many. And when you encounter them, they act perfectly nice. And they're so clever at being acting nice and being so helpful. Yes, so helpful. And they smile. And they're almost untouchable. You may see their phoniness. Perhaps when you were a little child, 
That's right. When you were a little child, you were very perceptive. Or when you were a teenager, you were very perceptive. You saw their phoniness. And you resented that. You, you, you didn't like that phoniness. And you tried to get them to, to reveal their, the secret vileness that's underneath. But they were much too clever for you. Much too clever. They're very skilled and accomplished at what they do. And so all you did was get upset. And the more upset you got, that's right, the more upset you got, the better they looked. And so it was all over there. You were all upset and angry and probably said the wrong thing and did the wrong thing. And there they were, smiling and acting nice and feeling sorry for you and having contempt for you. See, that's, that's how it usually went. And so, um, so it didn't work. So you just clammed up and <laughs> submitted to them. You may have even thought they were. You may have even doubted yourself so much and saw how upset you were that you thought they were actually nice and wonderful and that you were terrible. Well, that's the game that's played. But now you have to see that what you're dealing with is a secret evil in people, a secret evil of yourself, the way you are, just a regular person. You can't overcome that evil. The only way to overcome it is with good. Now, where does good come from? It comes from God. So now let's get back to that wonderful moment when you see your own vileness, your own resentfulness. And often it takes someone like a child, your child maybe. And one day your child comes to you, Mommy, and uh, you're on your iPhone talking or texting someone, Mommy. Mommy, what do you want? I'm texting. I just had a question. Leave me alone. How many times have I told you not to bother me? Now, go do your homework. But, Mommy, I said, go do your homework. Yes, Mommy. And then your child goes away with a tear in her eye. And all of a sudden... You see, because of your child's reaction, she goes away with a tear in her eye. For, what, for a moment in time and space, you actually see your own vileness. You see that you became just like what you hated when you were a little child. You hated people that were impatient of me, and now that's the way you are. You hide it. You hide it. Out in public, you hide it. But it comes out, doesn't it? Especially with your own child, someone when weak and innocent and sweet. There it is, that vileness. Well, that's the evil in you. That's right. That's the evil in you. And it has almost complete control over you. But a little bit of you is still alive. A little bit of the real you. The real you. The you that you were when you were a little child. With innocent eyes. The real you is still there. And the real you sees that. And now the real you is sorry. Sorry for your resentments, your hatred, your hatreds. You hated your dad for not being there, for failing you. You hated your mom for pressuring you, the other kids for being mean and for teasing you. All those hatreds that you had, they permitted that evil to get inside. And now seeing that, you're sorry about what you see. And sorry about what you see qualifies you. Qualifies you for God to help you. And he will. And it begins when he sends his light. So you simply see what is wrong. And now you realize that it's not okay. 
and you cry out silently to, to your Creator, and He answers. And now begins a time of salvation, the most wonderful journey you will ever, ever, ever experience, the journey back to your Father, who you've never known. So now the process of perfecting begins. This time a process of becoming innocent again, perfecting in God's light. See, a lot of people are perfectly happy with their rottenness. They are. They don't have conflict over it, but you have conflict over it, see, because that's not the way you want to be, and that's not the way you will be by the grace of God. So. It begins with simply seeing something wrong about yourself and, and being sorry about what you see about yourself and realizing, also in God's light, that you can't change yourself. You can't make yourself good. You've tried in the past, haven't you? You repressed and suppressed your hate, your angers, and your resentments, and, on the surf and then you compensated for it. You went overboard trying to be extra nice. See, tried to make yourself good. And besides, when you were a little child, everybody always tried to tell you you had to be good, you had to be nice, you had to be better, you had to be smarter, you had to work harder, you had to get better grades, you had to go to a better school. See? So they pressured you and pressured you and pressured you, and you performed and performed and compensated. But it wasn't what you were meant to be. You were meant to be a child of God. See? So you're one of the... You're the ugly duckling. Remember the beautiful fairy tale of the ugly duckling that was really a beautiful swan. Well, maybe that's what you are. You're actually a beautiful swan, but the world tried to convince you that you were an ugly duckling and you weren't good enough and you weren't trying hard enough. And the more you did to please them, the better grades you got and the nicer you acted, and so on and so forth. You just became farther, farther and farther from, what, from your real self. So what happens, happened then is you performed for them to please them, but underneath you hated them. That's right, you hated them. You hated all of them. You hated the audience that that clapped when you did something, and you knew it wasn't really as good as it could have been, and yet they acted like it was. You saw that, you saw your own, and you began to take a secret delight in that, in fooling people. So what you were doing is rebelling. You rebelled against the, the phony people that pressured you, and hung around with people that were more honestly rotten. And you partied and took drugs and smoked marijuana and so on. But see, there's no freedom. All you can do is conform or rebel. And when you rebel, you don't really get better. All you're doing is rebelling to more resentment-based activities. So either way, whether you're a conformist people pleaser, goody two-shoes, and a phony person, and you end up pressuring others just as you were pressured, or whether you rebel and become a dropout or a drug addict or whatever. Either way, you're not really being yourself. So you have to find a way to be yourself, and then to, to go out in the world, not only be yourself and express yourself and be creative and be successful, but also be a shining light in the world and overcome evil with good. But first, you have to overcome the evil within you. And 
that you do with God's help and only with God's help and in His light. Did you know that my most popular book is The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage? A spiritual and practical look at relationships. My favorite chapter is How to Forgive and Forget. The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage. Check it out at Amazon.com or SheddingShackles.com. Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you, too, can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Welcome back to Shedding Shackles. Shedding Shackles is supported by contributions from listeners like you. To view our many free resources and make a contribution, visit SheddingShackles.com. At the beginning of this program, I posed the question. I said, is it possible to become perfect? Christ told us, be ye perfect, even as your heavenly Father is perfect. And I say to you that it is possible to become perfect. And I have made a good case that it's possible to start to become perfectly rotten which is what most people do. Perfectly vile, perfectly hateful, perfectly resentful, perfectly phony, perfectly sneaky, perfectly devious. See? And in your own life, you've experienced some of that as you see yourself getting worse. And so what is it? It's it's a slow takeover by that which is in charge of vileness and phoniness that which has no love in it, that which has no true goodness in it, but but imitates true, true goodness and imitates love and has its own false love, a false compassion for what's wrong with you. You know, like the, the drug dealer has a false compassion for the drug addict. See what I mean? And so in that slow process, it's a process of, of becoming like whatever that vile perfection of evil rottenness is. See? But now if you go the other way, and it begins very simply, it begins very simply and simply seeing something wrong with yourself and and not liking what you see and realize that you can't change yourself. You've tried that and it doesn't work. So now it's like a helpless sadness, a helpless regret. You see your own wrong, yet you realize that you can't change yourself. And that helpless regret that sincere, helpless regret is a silent cry to the soul, and he answers because he's your spiritual parent. He answers just like a mom. Here's the cry of her little babe, and she answers. God answers the cry of your soul. 
and he sends his light. And now the journey begins, and in the light, you see your own wrongs, and you're sorry. But a most wonderful thing, as you're sorry about what you see, and maybe cry a little tear, a little sob, I hope a sob of sadness. It's actually a happy sadness. It's a happy sadness. It's a glad sadness, because even as you're sorry about what you see, you realize at the same time that God is showing you. He sends his light so you can see in the light. So his light is there. And you realize that he doesn't hate you. Maybe you hated him, but he doesn't hate you. He just wants you to see your error so you can be sorry and then get better. It's that simple. And so now the journey toward good begins. So now do you see how it is possible to become perfect? It's a process of becoming perfect. Because now, now he is your heavenly father. He is in charge of you, in charge of your being, and in charge of who you will become. Do you see? And then, in this wonderful process, it's an exchange process. You exchange error for truth. You exchange, exchange resentment for compassion. You exchange deceitfulness for innocence. Now, in the brief time remaining, I want to answer the second question. Christ said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And I say that that is possible. And I will make the case that it's possible. So stay tuned. Here's a little scenario that will show you how you can love God with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your heart. Let's say that you, you have an issue with someone and they... Uh, maybe they're angry with you or something like that, and they say something mean. Then in the past, you would have resented them for it, of course, and then you would have dredged something up from your thoughts, from your imagination, something clever, something mean, something hurtful. And then they would have said something, and the whole thing would have escalated, and there would have been no love in it. But now, things are different, because now... Well, you started, you started to meditate. You learned how to separate from the morass of your thinking and worrying and doubts and fears and reliving the past, and planning and scheming. But now you see that you don't hate this person anymore. You don't resent them anymore. You just see them as a person. Maybe you see, you see their error, yes, but you don't resent them for their error. So now you, sit, you stand there and you don't resent them. And you don't look into your mind for some clever answer or some mean answer, some creatively cruel answer. And so you just stand there and you quietly search. You quietly search your heart. And then all of a sudden, something comes to you. It's intuitive. It's spontaneous. And you say something and it's the right thing. Or maybe nothing comes to you and then nothing is what you were supposed to, to say. And so you just stand there with an attitude of friendly neutrality. You don't resent you don't hate them. You don't judge them. You're not trying to 
overcome them. You know, your ego is not trying to win. And so now you know what? Now all of a sudden, they see that light in you. They see the innocence in your eyes. They see you searching for, for what to do, and you honestly don't know what to do. And they see that, and it's beautiful, and it's it touches them deeply. And now look, you love God with all your mind, with all your heart, with all your soul. You love the truth, and you don't resent anymore. And now do you see how you love your neighbor as yourself? You have an attitude of neutrality, of friendliness, of goodwill, and you bear no resentment toward them. And they see that light. They see that innocence. And it's beautiful. Let's go over the ground one more time. I want you to see something very, very profound. When you love God, that means you love His way. You love His righteousness. You love His truth. And loving that, you search for it. You search for what's the right thing to do. Because when you love someone, you want to do right by them, don't you? And you want to be with them. And so you want to be as close to God as you can. That's the attitude of your soul. And so when you're confronted with another human being and some issue arises, you search your heart. You search for the truth from God. And so what you're doing is you're setting aside your own willfulness you're setting aside your ego. You're setting aside something that would be self-serving or self-protective. And you just look for the absolute right thing to do and you search with all your heart. Can you see that you love God with all your heart? And can you also see that you love the other person because you're setting your own self aside and you only want to do what's right? That's the only thing you want to do. You want to know what's right to do or to say. And that sincere search is a call upon God. And then if you say something, it'll flow from within spontaneously without thought, without planning, without scheming, without pre-planning. Your emotions are on idle. Your thoughts are on idle. And your whole being, body, mind, soul, strength, stands at the ready to do what is right or to say what is right. Can you see that you are loving God with all your mind, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and thereby with all your actions, because you love what's right? And that's also loving the other person. Can you see that? Because you've gotten your ego out of the way. And the only thing that can come forth from you now is something good. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. <laughs>